captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl Old Guy for the series, no, season one Ooh. finale of New Girl Old Guy uh, talking about Jake Johnson's win it all. I'm neither the new girl nor the old guy. Uh, my name is Ali Lasher, and I am here with the titular old guy, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, did you get excited when I said series finale? Can I ask you an honest question? Give me your, your honest answer. I Imagine know me being honest. Okay. Do you think that we will get to the end of this show? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. All right. No Have I started? questions, your honor. This is what I do. I <laughs> cast so much doubt in my life and in mm -hmm. my relationships with people mm -hmm. when they're the ones like, no, no, we're going to get through this. Oh, we'll be friends forever, whatever. And then I, we take a turn and they start to believe me just when I start to have faith. <laughs> so you, I mean, I, you have told me, I could think of multiple people that you've said, I'm never going to speak to that person again in my life. And you for sure still speak to those people. Um, well, what's speaking to them? I respond when, when spoken to. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Okay. I don't reach out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I'm full of garbage, Akiva. <laughs> I admit that openly. I don't understand. Well, uh, yeah. you, know. you got Chester very worried this week. You tweeted, uh, it's the pie tournament. We and, have so uh, much to discuss, I feel like. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I, I guess he feels like he's got some sort of ownership interest in my, Your my pie, pie eating. Yes, you I didn't make, make those pies. pies. I Would made you, you saw the pie I made this week. It looked pretty nice, didn't it? That was a good pie. Inside was a little uh, left a lot to be desired, but I heard it was good. You can't trust anyone. I need. I feel like Akiva, you would tell me that if I gave you a pie, you'd be like, "This wasn't so great." You would tell me. Not the first one. If like you were a reg if you regularly made me pies, I would be able to rank them honestly. Do you think I should be honest with my wife if I don't like food? Like, there's something she made last year. No, you should not be honest that, with your wife if you but don't like then the food. I just have to eat garbage for the rest of my life. Not that she makes garbage, <laughs> but if she makes something that's not good, I, I in theory, would have to be stuck with that. Good luck to you if you say yeah, I know. you don't like it. That's, but that's what you could tell me, Akiva. Cause I, don't, I would tell you, but I wouldn't tell you, like, on a day one, scene one, you know? Like well, if we're you made not me on day pies. one, see one. Scene but in one. terms of pie eating, we are. Like you have, you have never made me a pie. So there was a whole thing. Chester was like, "Can't believe you didn't make me a pie." And I was like, uh, "I don't have a kosher kitchen." And he's mm -hmm. like, "Well, if you use a tin, it's fine." And I was like, mm -hmm. uh, "Chester, does Chester think that pie is just made in the tin? That there's no just bowl the action or oven. utensils required? Mm -hmm. Oh, the oven. That's you're that intense. <laughs> the oven has to be a uh, yeah." So Listen, you clean the oven between milk and meat preparations? Uh, you could. I think you could burn it out. Some people would burn it out, yeah. All right, I'll burn out my oven. That's the least of my concerns. It's more the bowls to me because it washed yeah. isn't enough. I have to get new bowls. You couldn't use like plastic bowls or something? Well, right. I but that's what I'm saying. Chester's like, oh, as long as you have the pie tin. And I think that Chester thinks a pie is just made in the tin and that there's no other accoutrement mm. required, yeah. which is concerning for so me. we're three minutes in, and we're already talking about kosher food. <laughs> well, this is what we do here. I'm, I had something to tell you, and I can't remember, and I'm so upset. Mm -hmm. It was so important that you waited for the podcast. You didn't want to tell me offline. 
Well, we haven't really chatted. You missed no. some good Among Us yesterday. Well, you, I, I missed some good Among Us, and you missed some good Yeah, Among you're us. like, do you want to play Among Us? I was like, yeah, except the thing I just did was ended, <laughs> was played five hours of Among Us. Well, I'm not so reliable ahead of time, right? And, you know, I appreciate the invitations for Puya and Kirsten, but I, I, you know, if there's any doubt, I say no. And then when Matt Ligori hits me up at 930 and I know mm-hmm. I can play, then it's easy to say yes that, like, day of. Um... I have a question. Please. Do you think this episode is going to be an hour long or more? God, or I would love it to not be. But we yeah, have I a lot we to could get go into. Yeah, an hour. All right, yeah, what else could, do we have to get into? But... What, what other well, things do we have to do at the end? Other than say what next week's episode is, season two, episode one. Well, I'm not well, doing the Garner Minute not, today, let's right? Let's go again. All right. You I didn't don't want, no, one. you mentioned last week you didn't want to do it. Oh, yeah, because you do so much preparation normally. normally. Um, let's, we have some old business. Yeah. Can we start? Can we start Please. with some old business? Mm-hmm. How's how's banana? Anything to report on banana? Oh, good question. Bana- okay, banana. <laughs> the same right. reaction every week. <laughs> banana jumped off on. Uh, I was walking. I took a long walk with Yosef. Wait, where's Yosef? About... Isn't this the point we're doing it earlier that we could? Eleven fifty three p.m. is not <laughs> earlier for a baby. <laughs> He's not a baby. The, they called. You know, our kids have not had school for like six weeks because of a shutdown, and at like eleven sure. o'clock last night. The school district was like, all right, we got school tomorrow. Like most parents, I mean, we're just getting our day started. But like most parents are asleep already. Woke up and like had we're to get back their kids their peanut butter and jelly. So like <laughs> our kids just woke up and were like, surprise, you have school today after just being on Zoom for the last seven weeks. That's a reverse snow day. It was a reverse snow day. But it's like you've been trapped in a house with with like these people who you probably hate by now, your siblings, your parents. Probably. And and like you haven't seen your friends, you don't even remember their names probably at this point if you're three years old. Like literally probably <laughs> doesn't remember kids' names. So he went. Well, he's um, got a lot of banana to report. And honestly, yeah. I feel like I've been trapped in your house with your family. It's true. Just it's by true. doing this podcast. So uh, uh, in terms of banana, banana does not go to his nursery school, which I guess banana didn't really exist in my in my knowledge. But so the last time he was like in a, school, okay. so he's not in. He's not in his school. He goes to Moon School. Um, Wait, he's Yosef, an adult and he goes to Moon's? Oh, he's 11. No, okay. he, was, he was one, then he had 10 birthdays <laughs> no, in a row, so he was 11. I, I, he didn't say 10. I'm doing the math for him, but he had a lot of birthdays and and he's 11. Okay, so I said banana. Um, the big banana news was he jumped off his house and broke his leg. He jumped off the top of his house and now his leg is broken, but don't worry, he's in a cast, so his leg's not broken. And then the other now, thing. Now, can you sign the cast? Is that, can ooh, we get. Let me ask him. He gets all fidgety if you if like, hey, when am I going to see banana? You know what I mean? Like, I think he knows. <laughs> yeah, the like jig somebody's is be up. lying. He yeah, gets he so. get like a like a true liar. Say, like, he gets a little should we have banana over for a play date, and he's like, no, he's not allowed or whatever. Only I can go to his house. And then banana. Um, yeah, that's uh, what we, you want to hear from your kid. Uh, I'm seeing someone who's not who I can only go to them. They well, my other son me. sent his teacher a Zoom today, so my kids are both like reverse pedophiles. Basically, what is wait? What trap. does that mean? He sent his rabbi a Zoom. He, like, wanted a Zoom just him and the rabbi at, like, 8 o'clock <laughs> at night. What a tryhard. Like... <laughs> what an absolute tryhard. We yeah. call that a gunner in, in the law school biz. Yeah, he, he just, uh, you know, he, he always he's always trying to get, like, adults to be friends with him. Anyway. Um, I can't imagine. His birthday party was totally age-appropriate and normal. So, uh, who are you, Chester? So uh, <laughs> In my dreams. Wait, so um, and the other thing was I took him to the park and he said, this park used to be on a different block. And then, which I think he really thought because we hadn't been to this park in a while. And I said, no, he's like, yeah, it was. Banana moved it. He moved it one block away. <laughs> so Banana moved the park a block away and got in big trouble with his parents for moving the park. So that's, that's right. been our Banana update. 
Okay, you had a lot of bad takes last week. I think a record number of bad takes what? Uh, for you. I don't and I couldn't remember one. them, but I, did you not notice on Twitter? I feel like you were getting a lot of flack for the cheesecake take. Yeah. But Robbie Freeman raised a great point, which is cheesecake, a popular uh, dessert at like an Italian rest- restaurant or a steakhouse, mm-hmm. not in the uh, kosher Couldn't do world. it. You'd have to be par of cheesecake. That sounds gross. That is par of Par, for people who don't know, is neither meat nor milk. So like par of ice cream, gross. Part, like it's dairy free, but yeah, like, it would have not to be dairy free. The but not even like the good kind. Not even the good kind. Not even like the ones that a vegan would eat. Like the Jewish, it has to be kosher. Also, it would be a mess. So I forget you had some other bad takes. People came. For I'm you sure on. someone should Spe- keep track of them. Speaking of bad takes, mm-hmm. be careful what you wish for. Don't. I'll track the bad takes. People don't need to come for you with the bad I know. takes. We forgot. I think Robbie also raised this that you know the great Seinfeld podcast that I'm sure. Uh, continues to be as good as where I left off on like episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, Think you're ever going to finish? Uh, I-, I would be more confident that we finish NGOG than I finish that, but that's actually reminds me. I, I won't go finish back. NGOG until you finish that. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> um, All right, yeah, keep going. That your last season you closed to new listeners. We decided to take that a step further and we threatened yes. that if you're not in the first season, we will close our doors. Yes. Um, now that we have reached the end of the first, this is the last episode of the first I season. I saying that. Do mm-hmm. we re- Well, guess what, Akiva? We yeah. can be inconsistent liars. Oh, that's true. Like your true. son, we'll Yosef, we'll, about banana. <laughs> we I can, feel like we have a lot of good guests coming up. We only have like three or four guests in season one. Season two is like 12, 13 guests on the schedule. Three or four guests. Uh, wake up, sir. We've had a lot of guests. I think we had like four or five. Because we didn't have any until like episode. Yeah, Hannah? but that wasn't until episode nine or ten. Wait, Puya? This is going to get me in trouble. Puya, Hannah, Grace. Puya, Hannah, Grace. Who we else did we have? One or two. That might be it. Now we're in big trouble if we're There's no way there. that's it. Um, but my brain does not work. So I'm going to ngog.com. That's our website, right? Hold on. That's not that. That will not NG. work. Um, <laughs> you can go what to ngog.com slash new girl old guy. Hold on. You go. You do that, and you look. The <laughs> I'm going to go to ngog.com. New, wait. What, what, what did it keep? What did Puya say? What did What did Puya say? This stood for when Matt Legree had the great tweet. What does ng, ngog stand for? Wrong answers only. It was like Noam's guardian. Uh, <laughs> Annoys girl. girl. <laughs> or or yeah. like a fence girl. Yeah. Okay. NGOG.com is for sale. Do you want to guess the price? Maybe we should buy it for the podcast. Um, if it's more than one dollar, it's out of our price range. I mean, you wouldn't for ten bucks, I would buy NGOG.com right. All right, now. then for your ten dollars, yeah. I mean, I've already put money by I've I'm ten dollars a month plus the one dollar jar fee into this podcast. So if you'd like to start contributing, you're welcome. Well, I don't to think it's gonna start domain. here because NGOG.com is twenty six grand they want. 26 grand yeah okay well we had guests uh brian cohen came on so he'll be tickled that we forgot about him oh yeah sorry um, brian <laughs> so we had puya hannah grace Haley strong oh grace, sorry Haley. brian <laughs> it's late time check uh not late enough for me to make that mistake okay yeah um so this maybe that's mistake. it yeah, no, I think I'm looking. I think them. that's it. You're right. We had five people. Feels yeah. like we had. We so forgot. Many more. We forgot the right people. Like Haley will not be offended. Brian will not listen or care. Right. Okay. I think he does listen, but what okay, do I but care? he won't be All offended. Right. He's got. I don't know that he's making it. You know, ten minutes in to a podcast oh, yeah, about a movie yeah, that's tangentially the, related. Yeah, this is for the diehards. 
The true heads, which the we learned last week. Um, <laughs> the Gunners. N- news.com. So it's like giving you other uh, prices that sold. Because NGOG I... is not like something anybody would want. It's the man letters. doesn't care about bears, but he cares about the prices. News of... with a Z.com sold for, <laughs> sold for 70000 which is a lot, but also like NGOG is nothing. NewGirlOldGuy.com. What about that? What do you think that costs? I, I, there's no oh, don't go it. to that website. Do not <laughs> go, really go there? to that website. Oh, my go God. <laughs> yes, I went. That's and hilarious. It is good not, not good. <laughs> Wait, it is girl. not good. I, I am <laughs> not happy, and I regret well, it. Yeah, oh, boy. Did you just – why would you go? And it's like I didn't go. I didn't go. I I'm just saying, oh, boy, thing for you. I definitely did not go. Oh, don't go my, to that website. My door is not – you know, my kids could stumble in here any second. I'm not going to be on they that could, website. Were they drunk? They're stumbling in? Kids stumble. All right. All right. Let's, let's – should we talk about – I mean, is this a sign that we're not excited to talk about this movie? No, I am. I am excited to talk about the movie. All right. Then let's do a little Kiwi's Digest. I think we should still do a Kiwi's Digest on the movie. Um, okay. The film, we haven't, I don't think you even mentioned it yet or referenced it. It's called Win It All. I did in the intro. It is a, okay. It is a uh, 2017 movie that was, I believe, released straight to Netflix. Is that correct? Yeah, like other movies made for Netflix. <laughs> now, I think a lot of movies on Netflix are lower quality, in my opinion. Sometimes they buy Whoa, a movie. Spoken like someone who didn't see Roma. No, okay, so let Netflix me finish because I was going to say sometimes you, they buy a movie you, trying to win an Oscar. Have you heard of the Irishman, like Keith? Roma. Okay, yes, they bought those movies. They didn't make them. They they bought Roma. They bought the Irishman. I believe they bought Roma. They definitely bought the Irishman. Um, well, they didn't the, make this either. Uh, it's a Netflix original film. I think they did make. You brag about how much research you put in for Seinfeld and Renap, but you can't because you can't get spoiled. So I was ready for you to have watched all these videos that I watched, but clearly you didn't because in one of the videos with the cast, uh, Jake Johnson talks about how him and Joe Swanberg put their own financing into all of their movies that they've worked on together. So like they, they paid, wrote, as he said, personal checks to make this movie. Okay, yeah, and I guess they dropped it to South by Southwest and then dropped it to Netflix. No, I did do research, but I did not, re- I did not watch like a making of because I didn't think we'd get into it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, okay. So basically, the uh, on one foot uh, for this movie is Jake Johnson plays a loser named Eddie, who sort of can't find a job, uh, similar to his character on New Girl, but sort of a much bigger loser. Like in terms of a job, yes, there's no job, but like the idea of this guy going to law school that was never happening. There's no way you're staying on one foot to get through the rest of it I with could that level on one of detail. Foot for five minutes, baby. Get anyway. on one foot, get on one foot and do the Should full do one foot. Should I really yeah, do, do it? it. Yeah, do it. I'm just afraid I'm going to rip out my headphones. It's going to screw up the whole room. Well, not if you can stay for five minutes with no problem. Shouldn't be an issue. Well, no, I'm just saying like the headphones aren't live. Um, okay, so he is a loser. He then what happens is some guy we don't know. He's also uh, in, in addiction recovery. Some guy we don't know says, you have to watch my bag. I'm going to jail. And there's a lot of money and other stuff, <laughs> random stuff in the bag. Tools, maybe they were used for a murder. So or much detail. We're gonna talk about this. And then, and then, uh, you know, he gambles with it. He loses it. He wins it back. Uh, all fun is had. He meets a girl, falls in love with a girl. That's it. Oh, then, then immediately to no detail. Well, I was on one foot. I was losing breath. <laughs> I was losing breath. <laughs> Allie from the editing room. Um, I'm about to. 
describe Eddie throughout the entire podcast as an addict. And since recording, I've done some research and realized that that's not the most sensitive way to discuss uh, what Eddie's going through. So I am just issuing sort of a little bit of a heads up here uh, that I apologize for that and should have said that he is a person with an addiction. Um, so, you know, I'd have to delete the whole podcast to, or, or, or pop in far too many times, uh, to correct every instance of this. So I just wanted to put something at the top, um, and apologize up front. Back to the show. Okay. So, so it's interesting. I feel like things are complicated with this movie because, right, like, the gen- he, like the word loser is difficult because he's an addict. And mm-hmm. what's hard for me with this movie is like the only thing you know about him baseline for three quarters of the movie is that he's an addict mm-hmm. and they don't do anything to really, I don't know if they're just relying on Jake Johnson's charm, which I think doesn't really come through in this movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what, but like you're not, we don't know anything about him. We don't, feel bad for him we don't care about him we're not i didn't find myself rooting for him until again like three quarters through the movie it was just here's a man who's struggling with gambling addiction period and he seems to have every other opportunity sort of given to him in certain ways like there's no tragic backstory there's no he's alone in the world there's no you know and it's it's again it's it's sad to have someone who's an addict who's struggling on its own, but I typically would expect more sort of fluff and fanfare about the characterization, like in the character. Yeah, it is. There's no backstory. Like we, you know, his brother is one of the two or three main guys in the film, played by Joe Latruglio from, uh, or Trulio. I don't know how to pronounce that from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. And are you a Brooklyn Nine Nine person? No, uh, Puya recommended that and Mindy Project to me. I've watched the Mindy Project. I intend to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. But producer Kelly like raised that. Oh my God, Joe Latrugla is is uh, bearable in this as opposed to in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He usually plays like an annoying comedic like. Yeah, he's, he's more likable in a way. He's a little. He's not great in this movie, but he's more likable in a way than Jake Johnson for a lot of the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, he's sort of the caretaker of sorts and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Joe Swanberg said that he saw him in a more serious role in a movie that like never was actually released. And he was just like, wow, he's such a great actor. He should be in this. Cause like, I recognize him from like the Elmo voice guy and I love you, man. You know, like he's like this sort of annoying character actor. Yeah. And Keegan-Michael Key's in it as his, as his like sponsor. He's the best part of the movie. I agree. He's not in it enough. Uh, and uh, I, I actually, his love interest is interesting. I, they don't give her enough, but she's very likable. You're well, like rooting. Go ahead. I'm almost rooting for them not to get together so she could find someone much better. You know. Let's talk about the way you said they didn't give her a lot. So, like, to me, when I was watching the Keegan Michael Key scenes, it felt very improvised. It felt like his sense of humor, mm-hmm. and so I was interested to see like, were they improvising whatever. And in a couple interviews, it's like, and you might know this already, but basically they had like an 85-page detailed outline and almost all the dialogue was improvised by the characters. But and they I did almost, have a script. I, they had a script. They were just allowed to go off of it. Yeah, but it was 85 pages and the, she, her, the actress who plays, um, what was her name? The actress who plays Eva. Yeah. 
is is who Island Island Derbez. So she is. She said she had no lines in that. Okay, well, there's a reason she had no lines, and and it's interesting they wouldn't like you saw an interview with her, and perhaps they were like so her first language is not English. She is a huge star in Mexico, and uh, did you hear an interview with her? Yes. And she's both interviews I watched were with her, and she's completely fluent in English, right? Yes. I ask only because in the interview I read with Jake Johnson, where obviously she's not there, he was saying, well, like she can she can memorize, but it's also like um, maybe I don't know. He was just saying like it would be it was easier for us to have her um, sort of uh, improvise rather than memorize words. Well, uh, but like my only point in saying that it was improvised Mm -hmm. is I think it might have done better to have lines. Like a yeah, full, because there a was, I agree. <laughs> there were some scenes. There's a scene where, I mean, it's the, it's in like the middle of the movie. But when he starts working for his brother, I I'll get to it when I get to it because I think we have to like make this make sense for people who are not who didn't watch the movie. You know? Yeah, this I think is a lot of people are not going to not watch the movie. But okay, so then let's well let's overall like mm-hmm. you like this movie. I liked it, but didn't love it. I thought it was totally fine. I wasn't bored. I wasn't looking at my watch at all. It was interesting. It was very short, right? It was like 80 minutes. I, I almost wanted more. The movie ends on such a sappy positive note. So I've watched a lot of Joe Swanberg movies. I said I really like Drinking Buddies, which we had considered putting in the jar, and we didn't. But I'd seen it, so I'm happy we watched something new. Um, but I like Joe Swanberg, their movies are very strange. Like they they make a lot of you know he makes movies that are like very small and weird sometimes, and this movie was um, this movie was very basic and like like paint by the numbersy a little bit. There was almost nothing quirky or weird about this movie at all. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting to me is so Kyle Picard gave it a review of like it was as long as it needed to be, which is good. And my you know hot take is that movies. Um, should ne- never be longer than 90 minutes. So it definitely s- scratched that itch for me. I did not feel like I wanted more. I think it ended in a place where I could say overall, like, oh, okay, like, that was fine. But throughout, I would say, again, for the first three quarters of the movie, I didn't feel like it was going anywhere. You know, like, so, like some of it was the the little snippet you get when you pause the movie on Netflix says, after losing $50,000, blah, 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 of money that wasn't his, and three quarters of the way in the movie, he's only lost twenty thousand. So it's like they shouldn't have put that dollar amount in the in the summary of the movie because like you don't find out that he loses fifty thousand. Yeah, I didn't. The I didn't notice over. that. That's a good point. So I that was extremely it. frustrating for me as a viewer. If they're trying to make it suspenseful or you're not really sure where it's going, um, that was. Right, just, I actually I sort of I liked that they had like the dollar amount on the screen. Uh, but yeah, this, you it spoiled it for you. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I like that they tracked it. So like throughout the movie. At certain points, they would update you if he was, you know, down 20,000 or up 2,000. Like, I agree. I really liked that. But I'm just talking about whoever wrote the summary for Netflix spoiled 90% of the movie in just the first sentence of the summary on Netflix. Boo to that person. But so Kyle, so what's interesting to me is this is first billed in all of the reviews and all of the movies, uh, the interviews as a comedy. Kyle says, this is a comedy. Did you laugh once? (laughs) No, even like even the scene I referenced before, I'll talk about it now, like where the brother, you know, who has given him a job landscaping says like you effed up, you forgot to put gas in the lawnmower. And then like I didn't I like I think they played that for laughs, but like it wasn't it was just felt very stilted. And I agree that should have been scripted. 
Even King Mike, even King Michael Key, I don't think ever laughs, ever ever brings a laugh. I don't think there's a laugh at all in this movie. It's not a comedy. It's it's a straight drama. And what's funny is the movie that Jake Johnson and Swanberg worked on before, what's digging for something? I forget the name of it. Mm-hmm. They were like, we made that as a comedy. And the feedback was like, that was a great drama. And they were like, oh, wow. Like, and people didn't find that funny. So this, we have to make a straight comedy. And people were like, it was so funny. I thought I did laugh at some of the Keegan-Michael Key scenes, but I did not. There was barely a laugh to be had in this movie. So it's crazy to me that the... And the, and the reviews are very positive, mm-hmm. And people say it's, like, so funny. It mo- I haven't seen Uncut Gems, but... Honestly, it's like very tense and sad. Most of this movie. No, Uncut Gems is a hundred times more tense, but it's it's in no, the no, same but vein, I, but much better. And 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 I think. Can you watch Uncut your, Gems? No, I just said I haven't watched Uncut Gems. Can you watch it? Oh yeah, sure. Put it on the list, Mike. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Mike, put it on the list. Um, but but I agree. That scene that you're pointing out was so weird. And like in a way that maybe works in sort of like an art house indie movie yes. as like this weird dynamic, but definitely Stands is not out. as they intended it, which mm-hmm. is a com- a comedic scene. Yeah, the funniest part of the movie is the tag, which we don't have to like get into now. But like the tag is like in the middle of the credits, which I assume you saw, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's like the funniest part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Producer Kelly says. What are your views on gambling? Not the addiction kind, just casual gambling, Vegas, Lang City, et cetera. Keeve has talked about betting on sports before, so don't know if there's more to cover there. And what I love, Kelly has asked us some great questions that I'll bring up throughout. But what's so great is that not only is Kelly just like producing the episode, but I had little moments that I wanted to ask you about, including I have a note, you're a big gambler, question mark. And Kelly just asked the question so I don't have to even feed it. So there's the question from Kelly that I was going to ask you anyway. I love gambling. Uh, and I do gamble. <laughs> I don't. The, the thing is, like, I, I think I'm a responsible gambler. I, I like I do see myself like, oh, yeah, of course, you're down twenty five thousand. Just like double or nothing at bet on your skill at poker. I'm not like a game of chance type of person. Like I wouldn't play slots or uh, even blackjack, which I know has skill, but I, I'm not familiar with it. But like um, I, I don't I, I, I really like gambling, but I'm a little bit too responsible for it to be fun, if that makes any sense. Huh means I will never bet enough money where I'll be sweating. Like, sometimes I'll be sweating a win. You know, you're, there's 100 people in a pool and everyone puts $100. So it's like, oh, oh you're going to win ten grand. That's amazing. But I'm never sweating the losses, if that makes sense. Like, I'm never betting anything that would affect my life if I lost it, which is like what he's doing in this movie. Sure. So I, th- I think that's the exciting part of gambling, like risking something you can't afford to lose, and I, I don't do that. No, that I do not find exciting either. The Jude loves roulette. <laughs> which is like hilarious um my dad's philosophy was like he never gambled because he was like the whole industry is based on you losing mm-hmm. he would play like poker once in a while with like mm-hmm. a poker group but like he would if he he did a lot of business in vegas and he like never stepped foot in a casino he was like mm, it's not my world i i had a very rough experience my first time ever in a casino on vacation i was 18 years old and i did all of the sucker moves i hit up the atm at the casino which you should never do i got drunk on the free alcohol at the casino which you should never do and i lost money i mean i was lucky i wasn't sort of like i lost money i could quote afford to lose but absolutely couldn't afford to lose it and like woke up like oh my god that was horrific and then one bingo at the pool and ended up losing just like 50 bucks in between. Like, 
I made all my money back in bingo somehow in like the jackpot bingo round. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt very blessed <laughs> to have learned the lesson without the consequences. And now I only gamble like the way I view gambling is like if I think it's, you know, okay, well, I'll play poker with friends. It's a $50 buy-in, whatever. If I think that that experience would be worth me paying $50 to like go to a restaurant or see a show or whatever, like I view it as like the cost of admission. It's based on losses. Like the restaurant industry is based on losing the, you know what I mean? The, The movie industry. It's like you have no chance of getting your money back when you go to a movie. Right, so it's like, okay, this would be Actually, has your mom ever gotten her money back for a bad movie? (laughs) No. Uh, We did, the the, the fire, uh, the fire, the film did burn up in the last, like, five minutes when we went to see Seabiscuit in theaters, and we got free tickets to come back to any other thing. So that was really great, because we didn't really miss Seabiscuit, so we could see another movie for free. Right, you weren't going to go see Seabiscuit twice for the free. Well, because it was literally the last five minutes, like, it was credits. Weren't you wondering, weren't you wondering, like, how it ends? Have no, I think we saw mostly how it ended or it like oh. we could come back and they restarted it. Like we basically lost nothing except we had to like leave the theater and then we got a free ticket. But what do you go back to see? Imagine me remembering that. I only remember the get of the free ticket. I don't remember what we I bet the Jude will remember text her. There's no way. She doesn't remember okay. what she saw last week. Okay. But well, she didn't see any movies last week. But no, but the point of game like is like that's how I view game. Like I enjoy it enough to usually be like, oh, this is a forty dollar experience, or this would be a hundred dollar experience. I'm happy if I don't. W- I expect to lose my money, and I had a full night in a casino with friends and had drinks and whatever, and like oh, it was a hundred dollars. But I don't. I'm very rarely at a casino. I have been to a horse track several times, which is complicated, right, because of the treatment of the horses. Sure. So assuming horses could be treated super well and that would be totally humane, that's very fun. It is fun. The first time I went to a horse track, I won my first two bets. Obviously, I didn't know anything. I won my first two bets. I was up like 100 bucks. And I'm like, oh, I'm a natural at this. And then, of course, I lost <laughs> the, the last 10 races and was down on the day. Um, but like that's a very – but again, that's an experience. It's like fun and you're with your friends or whatever. I'm very Jersey of me. Like I had a family fr- – a friend – my best friend growing up, her parents would take us frequently. And for like her birthday, she had it at like the Meadowlands – and it's fun, but, you know, I'm not condoning it because of the treatment of the horses, but it is a fun experience. And we, after the bar exam, my friends and I were in Saratoga, and actually Brian Cohen had his bachelor party there the next weekend. Like, we just missed each other at the track, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, don't come for me, horse people. I feel bad for the horses. Mm-hmm. But he, um, he has, he's, at, I was, like, funny to see him at the track. That's, like, his next, ele- he does all of his poker in, like, an underground casino in chicago and then like wins a little scratch and goes to the horse track as like his big premier gambling event yeah yeah that's like all right now i have real money now i can go there and um, also when i'm betting at the horse track it's like five dollars on the trifecta yeah, yeah of course Th- that's i'm not putting tr- any real money in poker is like people win at poker and poker like there are poker players who are just like good poker players and they enjoy it it's also fun People who who uh, I mean, obviously, there's there are obviously people who make money betting horses, but the average horse gambler is a huge degenerate, and just the track <laughs> itself is like the least, other than the Kentucky Derby, and is like the least classy, like grossest place on earth, you know. <laughs> I mean, I I just said I enjoy going to the track. Like the average horse person is like disgusting. No, well, you're not a horse person. I'm talking about people <laughs> who go every day and and like yeah. that's their thing. They bet on horses every day. I don't Look, mean someone I'm, who goes for We're not here to pass judgment party. on are you what do you think what percentage of our listeners are big track bettors? One one person max. I know one person. 
you know one person who listens and is a big horse better. Yes. <laughs> okay. I guess I would have lost. I guess I guess I would have lost that. Okay. Bet. Well, no, but that's one. No, but that's one. You said one. Okay. Yeah. So the if there's another, then you push. lose. It's a push. Um, <laughs> it's a push. <laughs> well, do we know? So, like in this movie, he gets this like mysterious duffel bag, right? We don't know who the guy is. We don't know why he trusts him. I guess Jake Johnson's character, Eddie, Eddie is like a reliable, trustworthy guy. He knows like, well, if you lose the money, I'll just be the S, you know, I'll just kill him basically. But like, why, you know what I mean? Why does he, why does he trust him with the money? We don't, there's no setup to that, right? So, so what's interesting is, yes, he just shows up in his apartment. It was nice to see Chicago again. I love Chicago and I have mm-hmm. sold parking spaces at a Cubs game. So I was like very connected to that. Are you but being serious? E- easy in, easy out. Yeah, You've of course. Been, you I mean, sold parking spaces <laughs> at a Cubs game. So if you know anyone who lives in Wrigleyville, you go out for the games and you sell your spaces. In like most people don't oh, have cars. Oh, so you've sold. You've been like, oh, you you. I go out with this though. I, I actually a Jewish mentor of mine. So mm-hmm. I was involved in this like Jewish. Group Not me. Somebody at else. Northwestern. A different Jewish mentor. My first Jewish mentor. You're my mm-hmm. most influential, but the she what like had a role in this. She was like the whatever she was like the adult of this organization her husband was a rabbi they lived in wrigleyville they were like a young couple they had two parking spots and i was there on like a saturday for whatever reason or sunday whenever the game was and it might have been a weekday what who cares and they were like we were gonna go out and sell the spaces you want to go i was like hell yeah i do and i'm out there easy and easy out like oh, whatever selling spaces it was That's fun wild i wouldn't okay. want to do it as my profession what they get for their space like 20 or 40 bucks depending on the game the cubs were terrible then too okay so i think that was that really rang true and he was like the cubs are doing great people want to be there 2017 was a good year yeah oh yeah but that's like wasn't that's his job he's like a part he's like a parking attendant guy outside wrigley but like he only goes like when his boss tells him to come so it's like his part-time job but it's why the sister-in-law sort of looks down on that and i'm like I don't know why she's looking down on that in favor of him opening up a restaurant. Like that was sort of a weird thing. She, yeah. she he later goes to the the brother and sister in law, and the sister in law is like, "You're not still parking cars, are you?" She should be like, "You're not still gambling, are you?" Right. Of like that's a, he's getting paid. Like that's that's. I also think it's the only time we see her. No. We later see her when she meets the girlfriend. But, um, all right. I let's, think that's his, so, I think that's Swanberg's wife. Also, I think. Oh, interesting. Um, but let's get back to your original question, which is like, yeah, who the hell is this guy? Um, I actually don't mind that we didn't spend time on it because we get it. Like, this is a movie. Tra- like, the scary guy is giving you this opportunity. Like, we can sort of move on from there. I don't know that I need the backstory. We get a little because he says, uh, he he's first like, I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you anything. So presumably, like, they've done some shady business together in the gambling world. Like, He's threatened him in the past. Like, he's clearly... Nick is... Nick. Oh, my God. Jake Johnson's character, Eddie, is afraid when he sees him. And then he says, like, I don't even... Him being... I think his name is Michael or something. The guy going to prison says, I don't even want my friends to know I have this money. so Or I have what's in this bag. So there's sort of enough backstory for me to be like, okay, I don't really care that I don't know their relationship. Uh, you know, I agree, but I, I guess we get it. Like, he's a reliable guy. You know, I, I don't if he knows him well enough to give him the money. I wonder if he knows he's a degenerate gambler. So that's well, I think that's their history because he again, Eddie walks in and is like, I don't know you any money. And he's like, no, I know you don't. But in right. the it seems right. like in the past, he may have owed okay. him money. Yeah, OK, that's fair. Um, 
the, the other little story is like he's got this running tab at a bodega. That's always been interesting to me is that I live in New York City. I have a bodega. I don't have a tab there. Is that something you do in business? You just say like, I'll get you in a week. It might be a Chicago thing. I don't think so. I mean, people are nicer there, but I feel is like that that's happened. Sure happens- true. People are definitely nicer in Chicago having lived in both places. Oh, a hundred percent. 150%. Cool. Um, but all right. So so he says, don't look in the bag. Don't think about the bag. Put it in the back of your closet. I'll be back in, you know, six to nine months to pick it up. How fast are you looking in the bag? Producer Kelly says, how long could the bag be in your apartment before you open it? Longer than you. That's correct. I think that's completely <laughs> accurate. You're like, you're like, okay, but I'm also looking. Like, you look in the bag while he's there. I was just going to say, I'm not taking your bag unless course, I know what's in it not. and I'm doing it in front of you. I'm not agreeing my, to this until I've got eyes in the bag. My dad once had a student. He was going to, you know, he he's like college guidance, but for the kids who do the gap year in Israel at his uh, high school. So he once had a, a parent ask him, hey, can you take this for my son? Uh, and normally my dad is not like, a, like my dad would not have said what's in it because he would have trusted the parent, right? No, I can't relate to that. I would want to know what's in it. No, he, but he like he, it's fine. Well, like what are they probably asking? You know, maybe it's medicine. Maybe you know it's none of my business. It's fine. But the mom was like, "You can't open the bag." He's like, "What?" He's like, "I don't look. Open the bag." He's like, "Well, now I gotta know." <laughs> it was, was like it? a knife. It was something insane. I don't. I'd have to ask my dad what it was. But it was like something that he could have got like arrested. It was crazy. I don't That's, know. What it, I don't. It was. It was like something that could have been very bad. It wasn't like crack, but it was like. It, it was something very bad. I forget what it was. But he's like, well, good thing I good thing she said don't ask, don't don't look because I wouldn't have looked. And then I had to, you know, um, you know, so. at the airport when they're like, don't handle any luggage. It's not yours. If someone asks you to take something, say no. That's a life philosophy of mine. I'm not carrying something from A to B unless I know what's in it. I'd open, but I would do it in front of him. I would decline the offer. Right? I mean, well, look, look, he's obviously know, in a desperate situation. Yeah, I mean, if you fly to Israel, they'll they say like, did you pack the bags yourself? Did any you know? Did like they'll there ask you like five times. There is nothing scarier than talking to someone at the Israeli airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get you get interrogated. You, they they ask you questions and they could read inside your soul. I mean, it's it, they convinced me that I have something in the bag. I, <laughs> I know have. it's like you're right. You're right. <laughs> I thought I packed them, but you make some good points. <laughs> um, but all right. So we talk. I mean, we talked about the brother's relationship. I mean, this is sort of what's hard is like the brother's offering him an honest job as a landscaper. The bro- you know, we later find out that his parents sort of left this landscaping company to both of them. But Eddie's sort of squandered the opportunity. So the brother has this like ownership that sort of could 50 percent belong to Eddie um we also find out that like he's been seeking i mean i don't even know where i'm going with this i i don't know like i am sympathetic to to eddie's character i just wish nick came through more like i wish jake johnson's charm came through more and i feel like it just really doesn't at any turn it's funny because he's not a classic leading man right other than these tiny movies like he would not tell that to the movie poster that's what he looks like, great on that he, poster. Yeah, he, he, like, but he doesn't have leading man eyes or like or leading man. Like, he's handsome, but he's not. He's or he's like good looking, but not handsome. Does that make sense? 
No, because I just think he is a great looking. I mean, I get it. He's not like Brad Pitt, but I would take Jake Johnson over J- Brad Pitt all day. That's crazy. But he looks but he looks like the <laughs> second he looks like the second lead in a movie. You know what I mean? He doesn't look like this. Yeah, he's the funny guy. He's the friend. But that's who's I'm that's trying a, to think of what's a but similar But Latrulio is a good this. cast for there because Latrulio is never the star. Right. So like he's clearly the alpha. I mean, he's not in this relationship, but like as an actor, like you don't care. You know, Latrulio is like a clown. But look at Adam Sandler. I'm comparing it to Uncut Gems. I haven't seen it, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's sort of how he should look for this movie. Adam Sandler is a leading is a leading man, though. Oh, he's got leading man eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm, I'm just sort of countering what you're saying, that, like, I don't think this role was meant for somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio to play. No, of course not. No, it is, yeah, it is, I guess, for a loser. The the thing maybe a loser. I this guess for clo- a loser. If I had to if I had to give this movie a comp, I'm sure you have not seen this movie. But there's a film called like, Uncooked Gems was pretty good because obviously the themes are similar. But in in terms of tone, I think it's Big Fan, which is a a, a movie starring Patton Oswalt who plays a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. Allie from the editing room. Um Patton Oswalt plays a diehard Giants fan, not Eagles fan. But as a pro Jets podcast, we allow the Giants disrespect. Back to the show. Uh, and is also like lives with his mom, is a, like a much bigger loser than Jake Johnson at, at his lowest point in this movie. Just like a you know, guy who calls into like talk radio, sports talk radio at midnight. I don't remember what his job is, but like maybe works in a toll booth or something. Just like a, a, like a, like a complete loser. Akiva, uh, I have seen Big Fan like 300 times. I, no, you have not. You're of lying. course not. Of course not. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of our listeners would like it. Um, but uh, it's also funny because like he's... You think he, you have I your finger on the pulse of the listeners, the NGOG listeners? I think like the listeners who come from like the 32 fan side would like it. Who do you if... think who un- understands the NGOG audience better? For sure you. Okay, go ahead. Because I think it's, it's a, it, like it's more... Yeah, I, I think because it's more... It's not more your audience necessarily. Maybe it is, but like... You understand, yeah. You understand like the middle people more. I think eighty-eight minutes. I could watch Big Fat. Eighty-eight minutes is exactly where I want to live in a movie. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, it's one of those movies where watch the first ten minutes. If it's not for you, you could shut it off. Um, I, I also like the Patton Oswalt. Like, I don't think knows what the Super Bowl is, but plays like a diehard NFL fan <laughs> movie. Um, yeah. So, so you uh, think that's a better dupe for this? But then, yeah. So, okay, Patton Oswalt also not a sort of leading man. Yeah, no, that's what it is. Like a neb- even more nebbishy than Jake Johnson. They could have gone. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, I have to, and I feel bad, like, attacking him in this way, but in the scene where he opens, where he finally opens the bag, I mean, he does go a decent amount of time, probably longer than both of us. Although, actually, maybe you could not look in the bag. I think you could not look. Yeah, it depends if I, like, I would not want to look here because I wouldn't be curious. You know what I mean? Like, I'd almost (laughs) want to not know. What would make you curious? If Chester gave you a bag to hold on to? If it was like food. It was like, you can't eat it. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, now I'm opening it. Well, maybe there could be food. Wouldn't you be curious to know if there was food? Oh, yeah, that's true. I'd open it up and see if there's anything (laughs) edible, anything that might expire. That's a good point. (laughs) All right. So it's it's like a bag full of the worst, like, accessories for a game of Clue that you've ever played. It's like a rope, a mallet, zip ties, and then a huge sum of cash, which... We have no idea how much cash is in the bag until the last scene of the movie. 
I think we still don't know. Like, I mean, we have an estimate, right? I don't know. Do we know exactly how much it is? I guess you're right. It's we we don't we don't know. I, I, in a way, the Netflix summary. I thought it was just going to be fifty thousand total. So when he pulls out an extra sum at the end, I was like, oh, there was more in the bag. But what I call out this scene for is like Eddie's reaction to what's in the bag is just like a very unconvincing uh, list of oh no's. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. But it's oh, a weird, no. it's like things that were possibly used to like kill someone, but then also money. So it's it's like a weird combination of things. Like you're almost expecting a human head to be in there also. That would have been interesting. I'm yes. in on that. That's why I don't want to open the bag in case there's a head. Um, But all right. I mean, Keegan, again, you said you didn't really get laughs on Keegan-Michael Key. I, I laughed at that. I loved how he was like, this is going to end terribly. He basically goes to say, oh, yeah, that was funny. should I take money out of this bag? My plan is I'm going to take $500. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to win. I'm going to put the 500 back. And then I've made like whatever I've made off the top. And he's just like, no, that's insane. The fact that you're even thinking about this means you're going to spend all the money in a week. And I love how Eddie goes, that's a losing attitude. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that line. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's like, yeah, the money's already gone. Like once you start thinking that it's gone, you're, you're spending it. You're a loser. You've never once won. You lose. You will lose. <laughs> this is like you're, you are Keegan-Michael Key. You just keep mm-hmm. calling him a loser. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dummy. I would call him, I would throw him dummy for sure. But yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, again, he has a, a very serious addiction problem. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, he gets up $2,100. And he takes all of his friends out and he meets Eva at the bar. Producer Kelly says, has buying a table of women drinks in a bar ever worked as a move? How do I know? I, <laughs> I also you... liked. Go ahead. No, you tell me. You, you go to bars. I don't drink. I liked that part, too, when Eddie's trying to get the bartender to become like a, a table service bar and he's like i've never once crossed this bar when have you seen you're here all the time when have you seen me cross the bar i i mm-hmm. liked that moment too um eddie if jake johnson's charm comes through that all it's sort of in this moment where he's playing this sort of like bumbling awkward but sort of still overly confident based on nothing guy he orders the round of drinks he's waiting with zero chill about 10 feet away when they look over he's like oh okay i'll come over i'll just come over and these are gentlemen come on over these are my friends and like these women have no interest in talking to him and he wins them over and i thought that was sort of fun and played well for the scene they were in um i don't know if people do this in real life i've been more around women who have done it honestly than than men for but fellas? Maybe that just speaks to my friend yeah like like oh like send a drink and put my phone number on a napkin like sometimes like women i've been with have gotten pretty pretty confident and will like pass their number on a oh, napkin wow. via waitress mm, but you've never done that oh, imagine me trying i would never do that wait um so first of all like the fact that he lands eva is i mean jake johnson's a good looking guy but in the context of the movie he's not he's like a regular looking guy who's a huge loser so like she still like it's hard to like put down that she looks like a movie star and she's very attractive uh it's an unrealistic pairing is what i'm trying to say yeah i mean it's very uh, especially a few dates in she's like so what do you do for a living and he's yeah. like oh my job's sort of like hard to pin down right now like oh okay yeah, yeah. Um, i mean she's a, maybe a single mom looking for a guy ultimately but not re- i mean not really she doesn't you know she's like i don't even introduce them to my daughter until like i know they're the one uh so uh, island derbez uh who is the uh, who's who plays Ava? And do you want to guess her Instagram follower count? Fifty thousand. Thirteen million. 
Wow. She's a really big star in Mexico. Wow. She's well, a- I've I read her Wikipedia page. She hasn't. T- she's been in a lot of movies, but not like a ton. Yeah, but she's like in this is her first, I believe, English language movie. Like she's a big star. Her podcast has like a half million followers on Instagram. I mean, I I liked her. I, I yeah, agree yeah, they didn't good. give her a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's a little on the nose. She's like, a, she's like, oh, I'm a nurse. I really like to take care of people. I like to show people how to take care of themselves. Very on the nose for a guy like Eddie who doesn't know how to take care of himself. Yeah, I guess so. That is on the nose. And even like at the end of the movie when he comes in and, and she's like, get out. And he's 45 minutes late because he had a heart attack. He's like, no, I had a heart attack. And she's like, okay, you had a heart attack. Come in. <laughs> Honestly, that's the worst scene in the movie. He, like shows him, he shows him his hospital bracelet to this nurse. Uh, she has no further questions, Your Honor. It's like, all right, come in. You had a heart attack. That's why you're 45 minutes late and lost your phone because of the heart attack. Got it. Well, that's sort of the whole dynamic with them, right? Is like she's got to meet at 7 in the morning, which I have a friend who is a nurse who worked night shifts. And like it is really difficult to date uh, mm-hmm. when you're just like sleeping all night and up all day. Or the reverse, sleeping all day and up all night. But she has to, he has to date her at seven in the morning for breakfast. Producer Kelly's like, is there any world where you date someone at seven in the morning? No, I don't think like for, for Brad Pitt, for Brad Pitt or Jake Johnson, you would not get up at 7 a.m. Oh, me? Yeah, would you? I mean, I'm sort of up at 7 a.m. I mean, quarantine hours have been crazy. I'm like, you know, in bed sometimes and then I'm up working at 4 a.m. So, you know, I could swing it. Um... Yeah, I don't. I, I first of all, the dinner also that they have at the end. She's like, "Come for my little daughter's dinner at seven p.m." Like, no one's ever ha- started a formal dinner with their kids at seven p.m. That wasn't like the Passover seder. As opposed to what? It should be five. Yeah, kids eat at like five thirty. Okay, well, I, I can't relate to that. But anyway, the like the other thing you're saying, she doesn't ask any questions. Like, she chases him. Like, are we still doing breakfast after he's just lost twenty one thousand dollars at the track? He shows up a sweaty mess. And is like barely able to pay attention. And she's like, wow, I'm really falling for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one, I guess. <laughs> Won't tell me what his job is. And he, you know, is not listening to me, but uh, he is the one. Um, but OK, down twenty one thousand dollars. That's enough for him to want to turn it around. He strikes a deal. You know, he goes back with the sponsor. He starts going to meetings. He makes a deal with his brother, which is basically like. I'll work my ass off for six months, and mm-hmm. then his brother, brother owns their dad's uh, landscaping company. Yeah, yeah their yeah, dad yeah. is gone, and and he's the boss now. And then he will loan him the rest of the money that he hasn't earned, and he seems to be in the clear. Were you surprised that he sticks to that? Like in terms of predicting where this movie was going to go, I was surprised. I didn't predict. I I was not predicting that the guy will get out of jail earlier. I was predicting that. Eddie will screw it up. Yeah, he doesn't really ever sway at this point. Um, he he, you know, I mean, he try he plays poker, but like he basically sticks to it, and and it, it he's you know, it's just circumstance that makes him come out of uh, retirement from gambling. What did you think? So so this part of the movie I sort of enjoyed. Like he's he's working hard, he's on the up and up. I started to see chemistry. I could like, this is the part of the movie where I started feeling like I get what she sees in him. I love a group hang, first of all. So they go show us a montage of them, like going on dates with their, the same group of friends, like his friends and her friends. Uh, I thought they started having like cute little chemistry here. What did you think of the chemistry between Eddie and Eva? Yeah, I think their chemistry is fine. It's like, other than the fact like that I put out, you know, already mentioned that like, she's just so much better looking than him you know in the in the movie um i thought it was fine 
you know they don't have like a crew here like the 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 brother is fine the the wife isn't really doesn't really bring much to the table in the movie he doesn't have like a bunch of friends also like he should have a couple likable friends we don't get to know them but we see that they seem to enjoy each other's friends Mm -hmm. uh yeah i just don't know like again they didn't paint a a broad enough picture of eddie frost to really care about him Correct, Other than like maybe wanting him not to like I wasn't rooting for his heart to maybe I was like it would be if he had a heart attack and died in that scene and then <laughs> and then like you know Keegan Michael Key gets the fifty grand like great okay everyone wins <laughs> we'll talk about the ending because we got questions about that but okay so basically he uh, is now getting a call that Michael's getting out of prison after six weeks like is this how prison works like you could have a six month sentence and then it's like oh, actually I'm gonna be out in six weeks. Maybe. I don't know how prison works, but yeah, I, I mean, I, like, we don't even know what he did. Like, he could have, you know, he could have killed a man. He could have, uh, you know, he you know, he could have stolen a shirt. Well, from I hope store. he didn't kill a man and he's out in six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. Or he's know. only, his max sentence was going to be nine months for killing someone. I'm not sure. Maybe it was manslaughter. It wasn't premeditated. The other thing is, okay, so he's down about 20000 He's going to get paid 10000 when the guy gets out. So really, he only needs to recover 10000 I feel like that wasn't a dr- Like, sure, Michael would probably, he might be in some trouble for opening the bag. But if he returns all but 10000 is that not good enough to not get killed? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know, like, even the bag should have been locked, even. If he's like, don't open it, then maybe there should, he, you know, he shouldn't have had access to open the bag. This maybe this for you know we don't know the the guy who's going to prison story maybe didn't have enough time to really plan this and put it together this could have been the last second thing. I did feel bad for him at this point because he's going to the sponsor he goes to the brother he's doing everything he can do and his true only resort resort is to go back into the dip back into the bag and try to win recover his losses he ends up down twenty seven thousand uh, dollars and is kicked out of his casino for two weeks which again. I can't believe he hasn't been kicked out earlier than this, but this apparently is his worst performance uh, emotionally. And he's only kicked out for two weeks. He's not like banned. He's just like, all right, you can't come back for two weeks. Right. Well, I guess you don't make your money at an underground casino kicking people out who have negative reactions to losing money. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. This yeah. is also like a shady underground casino, so I don't <laughs> know how it works. Um. But here's the problem with the movie for me, <laughs> despite what we've talked about. He goes to the sponsor. The sponsor's solution is, I can get you into a high-stakes gambling game. Mm-hmm. Not great, Keith. Did that ring true for you? I was sort of like very surprised that that's sort of where he advises him. And it's basically like, you're either going to have to get the hell out of Dodge or maybe you'll win money. But maybe that was the only option. It's like he's not going to get anyone who can give him 30 grand. Right. Yeah, but like why is Keegan telling him that? I, I, I thought that there would be like a, a really serious, I have to hit the road. Like I'm going to escape to a new life. Hey, Ava, do you want to come with me? Let's move to California with this money to start our life. Yeah. Um, but again... When he's down 2700 and he approaches Key and he says this, you know from the Netflix summary that he's going to get down to 50. So you know that like, and there's only 20 minutes left to the movie. Uh, but yeah, so he goes in, it's a $15,000 buy-in, which it's astronomical to me. I know we talked about gambling. I could not see gambling more than like 50 bucks. Um, and he goes down $57,000, uh, which he blames on the erratic 
behavior of the people playing. Yeah, and um, also like it's not a po- it's not a hold'em table. He's bothered by the the table. Well, they also weren't just playing hold'em, which I thought was in- they were playing like what's it called? With like actual poker. When it's- I'm sure there's like five card poker where you can exchange. You know. Oh, five card draw. Cards. Yeah, I, honestly, I I like I was zoned out for like two seconds there during that scene. I missed that they were playing five card draw. Yeah, it wasn't great gambling. I feel like I've seen a lot better gambling montages. Yeah, too. it is not. I mean, this is not a poker movie. I'm sure they tried to like advertise it in some forms as a, as like a gambling movie. This is not a poker movie at all. Although in a way, it does make sense to have the gambling look not glamorous. Like a lot of movies can make gambling look really yeah, but fun. It could like be not, I guess it could. It's not like rounders, but it could still be. It, it's it's like not rounders, but it could. Who's still here? Be, can we get them on the pod? No, the people being loud. Um, people are up get them on the pod no um <laughs> you know yeah it, it, like it didn't you know i'm a big poker guy i would love to see like oh a cool poker scene it didn't really have that i don't know if like, poker experts were making the movie or not but what i agree he walks in loses 20 grand walks out like we don't see but i think that's all of the poker scenes made me depressed and maybe that was sort of the decision is like he sucks at poker so you're not going to get like a great scene of somebody like making great moves or anything interesting because like it's a depressing world that he's in i don't know yeah no i'm with you um but okay this was strange through seemingly the power of the child's voice that he's never met alone so basically tell me if i'm wrong about this he walks out he's like all right i'm gonna get the hell out of here i can't lose any more money i have enough money to like start a new life i'm gonna call eva and he gets a voicemail her voice message that's left by her daughter who he has plans to meet and that what gives him the motivation to drop all the rest of the money in the bag into poker and win yes this is i guess like listen this is you know this is his last chance getting with this woman so i think the i, I like I, I guess like it's not necessarily the daughter that's that's enticing him like oh i want to be this girl's stepdad it's more like yeah, this I have like real life stakes. And just for the first time ever, he's suddenly decent at poker. I mean, anyone could win. The biggest whale on earth can win a hand. Well, that's the sad part, right? He recoups his investment plus four hundred dollars. Like he makes all the money he needs to make back. And his instinct is to keep playing. The gambling comes out. The, the addict comes out. The only like, thing okay, that stops him from hands. playing, I thought he was going to keep, I thought he was going to play another hand and lose it all. The only thing that stops him from playing is um, that he has a heart attack. Like, he's trying to play and he has a heart attack. Well, now, but it was actually just a panic attack, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so, probably. So the actor, Nikki Excitement, carries him out in this very dramatic fashion. He wakes up in a hospital. He ends up getting out of the hospital making it 45 minutes late as you already said that gets excused by eva and the movie ends with them all around the table his seemingly new family with the debt paid off and everybody he won it all i guess that's that's i didn't think about the title of the movie that is uh he you know he did win it all i just hate he like comes in he's like yeah i had a heart attack she's like all right come in uh (laughs) you're you're the stepdad now clearly you don't know what women will accept I guess. I guess, yeah, people have done worse. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the ending. Joel says maybe this is a little dark, but would this movie work better with a tragic ending instead of a happy one? Yeah, a lot of other movies might have gone in that direction. I, I think they needed to zig a little bit. Like, he doesn't need to be dead at the end, but he needs, like, either to lose the money, and then what if he, like, a lot of movies would have ended, like, he loses the money, but then the guy who left him the money gets killed in jail, or... 
Um, like he loses the you know he loses the money, so he has to he has to flee the state for a couple years. Just like he he wins the money back for the guy, and is now like completely off the hook. It's such a cookie cutter ending. It's crazy. Here's what I would have liked to see. The ending didn't bother me, but I think if the movie ends with one sec, Nikki, one sec. why is everyone being so loud, guys? Sorry. It's like one in the morning. Mer. Get them on the pod. Mer, like if you're having a conversation with them, take them to a room. I know. Go to a room. What are you eating? It looks like tomato sauce. Akiva only wants to know what they're eating. Does he want some? What is that? Can he get some? Come here. Chocolate. Oh, it's in a cup. Oh, I thought it was like it looked like it looked like the tomato sauce. Can we? We're having Monday Sundays. Monday Sundays. I wasn't invited to this. I already had ice cream. Okay. Monday is today. Monday. Yeah, today's Monday. I guess it is. Keep it down. All right, sorry about that. That was incredible. That's not getting cut out. Okay. Monday, Sundays. Oh, my God. It's 1 a.m. <laughs> it's not even a midnight snack. All right. Keep going. School's canceled, baby. Um, but but what? So I didn't mind the ending. What I think would have been a great ending also is if he wins the money back. He goes to Nikki Excitement, his bag man, and says that, – that also got a laugh out of me like he's a bag man. You don't you don't know what a bag man is? He holds the money. Um, is he says, like, I should play one or two more hands. I could really win him back. And he goes and sits, sits back down at the table, and then it ends there. Where you can just infer. Interesting. He loses it, and, like. People would be really girl, mad. I think everything. that's, like, and that's, like, an hour into the movie at that point, if that's what happens. But I, li- I like no, it. No, that's, there's only five more minutes of the movie where he gets carried out and then shows up at the daughter's dinner. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting idea. Um, I don't like the like you decide what happens, Soprano style ending. Well, that's what this is. I mean, I like I you know what happens. Like, do they really need to show you? Like that that to me is interesting because it's like he didn't he didn't recover, right? He he went to like a couple meetings. He clearly is not getting the treatment he needs. He clearly like at this point this ends with what? We're are, I still think we're not sure. Like, okay, he paid the money back, but he's still an addict. So like what happens with their relationship? Is he going to now just be on the straight and narrow? Probably not. Like I still think there are questions. So Yeah, this and the guy's definitely the- going to say like why and we didn't mention it, but he accidentally pays back an extra $400. He didn't count right. right or he just put all the money in the bag. So like the guy might say like, "Hey, you opened up the bag. Something's wrong here." So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, so I think the 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 sadder version of this, the the bad ending, should end with him sitting back at the table, where it's like we don't need to see. Okay, he loses it again, and like now he's got to like I'm not interested in really seeing him on the lamb. They're not gonna. That would have been that should have happened in the first ten minutes. That and it's him on the lamb. Like to me, you can't end the movie with just like ten minutes of him on the road. Yeah, I, I just think they took the worst possible. Uh, you know, route out of this by by going so obvious. Well, okay, so they they were asked about this at South by Southwest, and Swanberg said that they wanted to make a movie where it could go wrong, and it could turn out right, and you didn't see the ending coming the whole time, and then it resolves in a good way. Like so he, he's he, saying he's he's sad because we thought we were going to zig. Like he thought it was going to be. The, the bad guy was going to lose, and then the bad guy wins. Yeah, they... Well, he's not the bad... I mean, yeah. I mean, they, the good they, guy... Excuse me. The good guy was going to lose, and the good <laughs> guy wins. Sorry. They wanted Eddie... They didn't want you to think the whole movie you saw the ending, how it was going to resolve. Like, obviously, he's going to get paid back, and obviously, whatever. They wanted it to be, you know, 
oh, shoot, it seems like he's going to be a loser. And then he has a good outcome. So they were like, we didn't want, we wanted him to win, but we didn't want it to be obvious the whole way through, which I think they achieved. Yeah, I do. It definitely wasn't obvious. Can you empathize with like him when he's like, I need to play one more hand. I need to play one more hand at the casino when he's already up and he has what he needs. I mean, not in a gambling way. No, I think it's like, yeah, in, in other aspects of life because I'm there, but also like once I was at the casino in Florida and I won a big hand and I'm like, I'm out. And I was planning on playing for like a couple hours, but I won a really big and early. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be a winning night. And I just left the table. You got to like, know, you know when to hold on. Exactly. So know I like while I. Hold on. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. What, what's the rest <laughs> of the song? You know when to walk. You got to count your horses when they're sitting at the table. You got to bet on the horses after losing at poker. Um, I think. Yeah, so I, I I totally feel it, but also I've sort of resisted the urge and and stopped playing when like I had enough money, quote unquote, you know, at at the table. Yeah, no, certainly. Um, yeah, I mean, not when my life depends on it. I don't think I'd have trouble walking away when I unbelievably made back fifty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, I I do think that this guy has. But he's an what addict, is the lesson? Like, you know. What is the lesson he has been taught that you could do? Whatever you want, you could risk your life, be as reckless as possible, and and I'll, like this guy is going to be at the track tomorrow, right? Well, that's what is the sort of what did you say, Sopranos like ending? Like that is the sort of like choose your own adventure of the ending because he clearly demonstrates that he's still at the hands of his addiction by coming out of a situation where he was literally going to have to be on the run for the rest of his life. And he miraculously gets the money back and his instinct is to gamble. So like by the grace of a panic attack, he gets pulled from that situation, but his addiction is still there. So like, yeah, he's sitting at that table now with his Eva and his daughter and, and the daughter and Eva's mother. But that's a temporary thing because this will still loom this. He has not recovered. So I think that is the sort of what do you think happens to him ending? Like, the, it's not, like, if he walked away, if he was like, I'm cashing out, I have to go, then you assume, okay, he's learned a lesson. But the fact is, he hasn't. Yeah, th- there's no there's no message in this movie at all. Like, don't help your brother out when he's going to get killed by, I wonder, like, do they have the conversation where he's like, you don't understand, I know he said no, but I'm going to get killed by this bad guy if you don't give me the money. And he's like, Yeah, I feel bad. like he didn't Learn really get, was not clear about what he needed the money. <laughs> Do you think he gets killed like if he right, doesn't have the money or do you think or do you think he just gets like beat up beyond recognition? I'm I'm fortunate that I don't know the answer to that. I mean it, it was over $100,000 in the bag, right? That that was my guess. It's like around $100,000. No, I think it's 50. I think well, he, he goes lost... down 57 Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. So it's like a hundred grand. He you're was right. down fifty-seven, fifty-seven thousand right, like dollars, and, up and then 50. he. You're right. You're right. He like doubles. He goes over. 100%. No, he's down. He, yeah, he's down fifty-seven, and then he brings a, a big pile of cash to the table to make it back up. Yeah, you're right. I think that'll that'll get you taken out. Yeah, I think. Well, again, it's a guy who's willing to go to jail for some other things. So who knows? 
I don't, willing to go to jail is interesting. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he did. <laughs> um, all right. Kiwi guide this week. Producer Kelly has some questions. Compare Nick with his character slash guess whether Nick Miller does the thing Eddie does. So he, she gave us some, some, uh, suggestions. Do you think that Nick doesn't believe in coincidence? That Nick doesn't believe in coincidence or the, or the character in this movie? Well, Eddie, Eddie says that to Eva, right? I don't believe in coincidences. Like, the world is so perfect No, Nick for sure met. does. Nick, like, sees... Yeah, Nick, Nick is a big coincidence guy. Okay. Um, there are no big coincidences or small coincidences. Mm. Uh, d- do you think that Nick will wear a white suit at any point? Like, a, the Rob Sesternino style white suit that Eddie wears I could, wears I could the see track. Nick wearing, like, a loud lime or, like light blue suit okay uh do you think that nick uh will go to a horse track in the seven seasons of new i'm gonna Girl? say no i'm gonna say no there are horse tracks in la i'm gonna say no do you think that nick would date a woman with kids yes for sure i do see that happening and do you see nick as the owner of a flip phone in 2017 yeah, eddie has probably. a very old phone yes All right. by the way, that's another thing about this movie that was one of my notes this movie takes place in 2017, 2016, wherever they filmed it. There's nothing modern about this movie. Like, they, they have to throw in the, like, one of the actual dumb parts of the movie is they throw in the, oh, I lost my phone so I couldn't call you, which is, like, the oldest trick in the book that's, like, solving the Seinfeld question of, like, well, you know, phones would have solved every single Seinfeld issue. They have it here. This movie could have been in 1992. There's no difference. There's not one thing that happens in this movie that needed to be in 2016. I mean, right? if only that he doesn't have her number memorized. That is the 2017 They thing. say it. That's crazy. They say, well, you don't have her number memorized? Nobody has anybody's num- yeah. number memorized. What are you talking about? That They've been dating for sense. six weeks. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, that's, like, people don't know their mom's phone numbers. What are you saying? So, like, again, yeah, that, there's no technology in this movie. This, the, like, yeah, it, it feels very, I guess, like, timeless, but, like, it could, like, I almost like want it to be feel a little bit more modern, and it's not. The only modern thing is that the Cubs were good enough that yes, exactly. they want <laughs> that people would want to be parking well, the Cubs there. Were good and going in like the game. early '80s, this movie could have been in like <laughs> the early '80s. Like Mark Grace and Sean Dunstan are showing up at the ballpark. Andre All right, keep anything else to say about you know what did you think of our first endeavor into the jar? I enjoyed it. I think this was like a straightforward movie where it's not great. Um, like I, I honestly, I liked the movie more and then I think we picked so many holes in it. Now I like it less, if that makes sense. Interesting. Hard to talk about a movie though. That's just be like all the good parts. I mean, let, let's turn it more positive. I mean, I, I didn't really like this movie to be honest. Ellie from the editing room. Let's target being more positive. I didn't like this movie to be honest. I can't take myself back to the show. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was a fine watch, especially in quarantine. Like, if you want to sort of put something on that's not going to, like, be a, a mental challenge to you and it's, like, 90 minutes, easy breezy, you feel like you accomplished something by watching a movie, maybe that's just me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have watched it. I'm not like, oh, my God, there's 90 minutes, I'll never get back. But not a lot of laughs. I felt bad for three quarters in the movie. Um... You know, I didn't think Jake Johnson really shined as much as I wanted him to. So I, I, I'm curious to know what, what were your highlights? Like, what did you, what made you think you liked it? <laughs> what made you like it? Not me. What made no, you I think, think it's you like, it? it's an easy watch. I do think it's like, when you compare this to Uncut Gems, Uncut Gems, you won't be able to breathe like for, for most of the movie. And here, 
it's like you don't even care until you, you know. So I, I guess the fact that you care less is probably good because you're not going to be like nervous that anything's going to happen to him because you, you're fine if he dies. Whereas Adam Sandler, you want to win. So uh, huh. you know, I, I don't know. I, I, it's a low stakes movie that's that that's pleasant enough. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, it's not going to be anyone's favorite movie. I don't think it's going to be anyone's least favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you grade movies? I usually don't. Okay, but let's say, because <laughs> I famously have graded every movie I've ever seen on, a, just like give it an B score, so then I remember I've seen it. So that's 1 to 10. So what would you give this movie on a 1 to 10? Interesting. Uh, well, let me answer your first question, which how do I, I probably grade movies based on my likelihood of rewatching it. Ooh, like, would okay. I rewatch it? But there's certain types of movies that are this. great, but like, or either long or or great, but you wouldn't want to rewatch it. I, yeah, this movie I would never rewatch. I agree. I re I will most likely rewatch a movie before I'd watch a new movie, especially alone. I guess that's how we started this podcast, right? Because you watched <laughs> New Girl so many times. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're here. Wow, really full circle for season one. Mm-hmm. Um, for the whole series. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> Don't tempt me, Keith. That, by the way, that attitude doesn't look good on you. I have to say. I know. I made a joke and uh, I said, like, all right, one season down when we dropped the podcast last week. Three more to go, right? And uh, you're like, I think it does look good on me. I think I do. Only one of us could have that attitude. And I don't want to switch into the person, like, desperate for this podcast to continue. That, that well, that's doesn't look good on me. That's not my shtick. My shtick is not desperate for the podcast to Yes, continue. your shtick is. Your shtick is, like, begging me to come back every week. No, that's not. <laughs> you don't come back to... next week. Roll See the if tape. I care. Roll the I'll tape. Do... All right, oh, big week. talk, Akiva. Don't threaten me. We will end for spite right now. Right now. Well, we're not ending. It's just next week it'll be me and Naomi. I've begged you. I've begged you, have, you to you have. appear with the guests without me. You have you have done it a couple times, and I was like, uh, not one person will listen. The podcast is over immediately if we do that once. Someone also, on the challenge wrap up said, "Get rid of the woman. She's annoying." Uh, and nothing makes your bad review less consequential to me. By the way, by referring to me as the girl or the woman, like clearly you're barely mm-hmm. listening to the podcast if you don't know my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all right, we'll get rid of the neither the new girl nor the old guy. That that should we should start like a campaign. Um, so how did you grade this movie? I, I mean, I wouldn't. P- part of me feels like rewatching above for me would be like a six out of ten. Six is so low. maybe th- this might just be a five, five out of I ten. Have, like just straight I give it a middle. six and a half. I, I think it's easy for me to get a seven. I think like eight and above to me is hard, but I think it's easy for me to get a seven. It's like I didn't hate it. Is is in the six and a half range. So for my scale, it would be a f- this is a perfect five. It's like I'm glad to have watched it. I wouldn't want to watch it again. I wouldn't say it's bad. I w- anything lower than a five to me would obviously be below average. This is just like an average movie. Maybe five and a half because it's only ninety minutes. Yeah, it does have a six point two on IMDb, so people don't hate this movie. It got good review. It has a positive yeah. uh, Rotten Tomato score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, because it's so neutral. Like, there's really very little to hate about it, but maybe there's not that much to love. Yeah, I definitely didn't hate it. Um, I'm glad we watched it. I think it was a good first pick uh, mm-hmm. for Kelly. Nick, I am excited to talk more movies no, who, with you. Whose picks in, in Blockbuster is the guy? Is the kid? Vincent like picks. A, Vincent's picks, okay. Um, how many people in our audience do you think watched this movie with us? Or will watch it before? If or you watch the movie, hashtag I watched the movie, Keevan Alley. <laughs> People don't know how to spell your name. I've learned that from K E V. K E V. I get a lot of dumb. No, oh my God, Akiba! 
yeah. you first of all you spell your name a k i v a so yeah. it's not the natural inclination to think that it would be k e e v otherwise akiva would be a k a k a k e e v a yeah um new york magazine once uh, are you ref- dumb no new york magazine once referred to uh, akiva from the lonely island as Kiev, K-I-V, but I do not accept that spelling. It's K-E-E-V. Okay, so so you could hashtag whatever he said. Um, I'm curious to see if people are listening to this one. If people yeah. are just going to wait for New Girl season two, but um, why not? This was a I think this was a fun chat. Yeah, I had fun. I had fun. I would do this again. We'll do this after season two. What's that? Twenty four episodes, six months from now. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm like ready to get to the jar. I'm like ready to get through New Girl so we could talk about more. Jar- no, I'm ex- I wouldn't I'm- be that. I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm excited for season two of New Girl. I feel like it's the best season. People say, right? Well, I'm excited to talk more about two like movies we both haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, we could just do that. We could start a movie club. That'll yeah, that's be the what pa- people what, need that's more. That's the Patreon us. every week. We watch a new movie. That's the Patreon. Yeah, like I need doing more patron things that give you money and I do for free. What does that mean? I don't mean on 32 fans. That's the that's the NGOG Patreon. What do you think of the podcast I pitched for 32 fans? What do you pitch? You're not reading the Oh yeah, oh no, terrible. Un- unlistenable. <laughs> Just a horrible idea. It, your idea was you watch the B movie with with my son Chester. With Noam and Ezra, and Ezra. It would be Ezra's. cute for like 2 minutes, but it can't be a full podcast. Like they can't I get me on video with them. I could It's weird that I'm calling to do a video with your children, but <laughs> I could well, do, mate, do you want to like three way zoom with his rabbi who he was trying like you could get in there <laughs> do the podcast there. less interested in the rabbi although I would like to know about the the rules of kashrut of the sand crocodiles but oh uh, are they, they kosher like, that's a good question we, we, we talked about that last week Akiva and you had the same reaction <laughs> yeah but it's a good question to ask the rabbi imagine if he asked his rabbi like if they're not seeing him for two months like all right rabbi sand crocodiles can we eat them <laughs> okay so I think so. I famously love B movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Jerry Seinfeld's animated movie B movie. You and a key and Rob. I think I forget how this came out, but somehow Renap adjacent. Mm-hmm. And you told me that your kids have never seen B movie. Uh, but and since you and then Rob are low it. on B. Oh, no what you said you were, you said that you were gonna have them watch. You never told me what they thought about. Oh, it. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, so you said to have them watch, and we did. They watched it twice. Ah, uh, they really like it. Barry the B. They he he knows all about it. He likes it. Get, he doesn't okay. like demand to rewatch it. Like there's certain movies they'll like always want to rewatch. They loved um, kids. Love, so like, I have the same trap, standard for movies as your dozen, kids. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, no. I'm hated cheaper by the dozen. I'm trying to think what he loves. They're remaking oh. cheaper by the dozen. Do you guess which two actors you know are playing cheaper by the dozen? Oh, is it Rob or, Delaney or, who I hate? No. Oh, I think you hate Rob Delaney. Loathe him. Yeah. Um, it's another hateable Hollywood man. It, it's not Armisen. No. No. That would be repulsive. Who? Mel Gibson? It's, it's um, I want to be sure about this before I say it. I believe it's Zach Braff. Okay, I don't hate him. Um, I, and I, I think Gabrielle Braff. Union. Yeah, Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff. Cheaper by the Dozen remake. Is this how you feel old? Like, I'm getting movies remade that came out during, like, my time. Like, there's another movie old. being remade. It feels a little soon. Two months, two months feels from today. A, feels a little soon for... Mm-hmm. Um, cheaper by the dozen to be remade. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it's, I think it's free money. They'll print money. Kids love that stuff. Parent it's on Trap, Disney Plus. You could remake, you could remake Parent Trap, cheaper by the dozen movies like that every five years, and you could print money. 
All right. Well, I think me, Erez, and Noam doing a B-movie podcast for the patrons, 15 minutes, I could get them, I could keep them on the pod. All right. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have your people talk to my people. Um, I did. I talked to Chester, your people. All right. Yeah, we'll have to do it like during the day. It's the time wise. It's tricky because we got Sunday, Sunday during the day. No football. OK. Well, all right. Well, we'll work it out. All right. Um, we will be back next week to talk about season two, episode one. See, now, aren't you so happy that we're going to predict the next week's? All right. Episode? Yeah, you were right. Sometimes you're <laughs> right. And now you're right. Occasionally. What's it called? Um, well, first, uh, if you have any questions, thank you to the people who watched the movie with us and left us questions. Uh, you can go to Anchor. Oh, no, you can go to my Twitter at Lash Tweets and find the question link in the pinned tweet. You can follow Keeve at Keeve26, but he doesn't have the questions link pinned. It's only on my I was going to pin the question link, actually, to my Twitter. Okay, you were going well, to. Well, for a nap. I was going to make one for a nap and pin it. Do you, <laughs> such a jerk. Do you want to talk about um, your... Uh, new Twitter bio. Oh yeah, you um, yeah, you gave me a new Twitter bio. Because you can't be desperate. Really I need t- a new Twitter bio. Yeah, I really changed my Twitter bio. Uh, I used to change it like every week. Now I now I change it like once a month. You're like the late. high schooler who changes their Facebook profile every week. Uh, if you were a couple years older, the aim away message. I don't know if you were I, ever into that. Oh, do you think? <laughs> The Different song enough. lyrics that have graced so my away messages. Oh yeah, I remember. Well, which which hadn't? It'd be Uncle Cracker. To tell you which hadn't. You were a big Uncle Cracker song lyrics. Well, you famously. you didn't listen to NGOG the episode you said you would, correct? I listened to most of it. I didn't get to the. I didn't. I started at the end and then I didn't get all the way back to like the middle. I got only. You're you're terrible. Like you, you just. Well, if you can't listen to our product, why should anybody else? Because I don't like listening to my voice. Because I've already heard it and makes it's me. It's mostly very uncom- my voice. It makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, but I, but, but the Uncle Cracker t- tweet makes sense when you think about it because the lyric is follow me and everything is all right. Yeah, no, so it makes sense. It made complete sense. Anyway, thank you to the people who do listen as opposed to the people who don't, Akiva. Actually, I don't think we have any new five star reviews. I forget if I already thanked these people, but Jules Farr and Kells Bells, I think I did thank you, but I'm thanking you again. Yeah, can we, I think you did, can we, um, let's make a prediction over under, since we're a gambling podcast now, over under two and a half people. Tag us with I watch the movie Keevan Alley. We, and, I would take the over. I would Kelly the doesn't over. count because she's the producer. She works on the show. Okay, I would take the over. I mean, maybe okay, not good. the. T- I mean, I don't think the tag would be exactly right, but like, I think people will tweet at us because a nice little chunk tweeted us after every episode, which we appreciate. Keevan yeah. and I may not want to keep this going, but you guys make us want to show up. The, the six of you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, there's so many. Okay. So with that, Keeve, uh, well, you you made a game show. We talked about that. Don't tell me what it was this week. I, I saw some plug for it. Uh, something stupid. What did you do on Renap this uh, week? Gen Z shows are trash. And yes, I yes, say, yes, yes, yes. Not something so, stupid. Sorry. Great JCR and TikTok Nicole. And I I've never been more uh, like people are so annoying. Oh, like your every, audience? You find the Renap audience to be annoying? Everyone, like, it, it, honestly, it wasn't the Renap audience. It's people who don't listen were like, this is a millennial show, not Gen Z. Who cares? What right, do you mean you people know who don't listen? It was people, it was most, most of the people saying that, like, are not regular listeners. It was just annoying people sure. who, like, how do you know? Something. How do you know that? It was people who have never once commented or liked anything. And they're like, well, oh, I didn't even know you know our show exists. Why are you opining now? about whether this is a millennial show or a Gen X show. Go to hell, who cares? 
It was just like I feel bad. People come on the show, and then and then it's like, oh, this very minor thing is like what we should be focusing on. It's very strange to me that you'll use our platform to defend people who come on your show and get attacked for dumb crap, uh, when this is a, a first for you to actually give a crap about people who appear on. No, I was mad then, and I'm mad now. Well, good for you to do something about it for the first time in your life. Okay, I'm not doing anything. Um, I'm whining. Well, you're 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 denouncing it. That's a start for you. Um, okay, so shout out to the people who do free labor for Akiva um, and get hate for it. Uh, so you can check that out. 32 fans, uh, they're probably trying to figure out some content. Oh, how did it go with the guest? Did you know who the guest was? I didn't know the guest. I still don't remember his name. Jason something. <laughs> Stenhauer, something like that. But he was very good. We drafted uh, basketball teams of presidents. Chester had a funny twist, which is you drafted them as the age they entered office. So you weren't like drafting Obama when he was Say in college. Say that again. Basketball teams as presidents? Yeah, it's like we drafted, we each drafted, there's been 45 presidents. We each drafted 15 man <laughs> oh, that's teams. That's the part you feel necessary to explain. Okay, keep going. A 15, 15, uh, 15 player teams of the presidents and how good we think they'd be at basketball. So we did research into like all the presidents. So you have to draft Biden at 78. You're not drafting Biden like from the University of Delaware or whatever. So uh, it was fun. We had a good time. But the guy kept on like anytime he didn't, he like picked a bad president. He'd be like, well, I don't endorse this guy. Like he, you know, but I'm picking him for basketball. Chester has no time for that. It was funny. Who, who, who did you guys, who was the first overall pick? I had the first pick and I believe I picked Obama because okay. he's one of the youngest presidents and he was held like JFK was very young, but not so healthy. Uh, and J- Obama played basketball. Like most presidents didn't, basketball wasn't even invented when George Washington was president. I'm afraid to ask this. Who was the last pick? Well, we, it was funny because the uh, the guest had the last pick. So like, obviously Trump was going to go last because A, he was like 70 and fat. Although maybe Trump would, you think, who would win at basketball, Trump or Biden? You don't have to answer that. But like, uh, some, I think Biden, I've at least seen Biden jog. Yeah, I think, uh, but, what, but like, we felt bad. We didn't want to leave the guest with Trump. He was not going to draft Trump, so we gave Chester Trump at 44. And then someone, <laughs> I forget who went, some old president went at 45. Okay. With that, um, definitely check that out. That sounds riveting. It was fun. Content. People liked it. Rob said it was good. Rob became a patron and, and liked that episode. Okay. Uh, you should check that out. Um, anything else? About, uh, I'm doing the challenge podcast with. Oh, Ryan how Cohen. did it go with Chappelle? Oh, great. Love Chappelle. Uh, we, yeah, you're right. I was with Chappelle this week at Rob'sWebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. I think I'll be back with Brian this week, but you know, you never know with us. We mm-hmm. may be there. We may not. Do you mm-hmm. see the, ch- the, the wrap up challenge Valentine? Yeah, it was very funny. Okay. Um, you asked for it yesterday. I didn't ask for it. I said it's what it would be. Oh, okay. Imagine me asking for anything. All right. This has gotten uncomfortable. Let's predict next week's episode, the beginning of season two, episode one, relaunch, Akiva. I have no idea what that could be. What are we really? If you think about it, if you really think about it, you could maybe, I think I've given you enough clues or there's enough in, if you think about what the episode we watched last week, that you could maybe get there. Oh, maybe uh, Schmidt's junk works again. We will find out <laughs> if we have a highly functional episode next week. Uh, subscribe at anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. And we will see you next week. See you next week. My pet and my dog, my pet and my dog, my pet and my dog.